Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Today, as mentioned, a few other stories to get to. Uh, news today, though, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We now know who this year's class of inductees will be, and it's certainly a diverse mix. You've got Joan Baez. You've got Pearl Jam. You've got Journey. You've got Yes. You've got Electric Light Orchestra. And you've got Tupac Shakur, uh, the rapper who was gunned down uh, 20 years ago in Las Vegas. Now, already in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you've got NWA, you've got Public Enemy. Um, But certainly, I mean, it is called the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And look, uh, I'm a guy who appreciates groups like Public Enemy and NWA. I'd actually put Biggie in, in the hall before Tupac, but... I'm sympathetic to the argument that, hang on a second here, this is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You want to have the Hip Hop Hall of Fame, uh, you know, certainly by all means do so. Does it make sense to put these guys, uh, like Tupac or NWA or Public Enemy, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I I can understand Journey, certainly. I don't know about Yes. Electric Light Orchestra, okay. Yeah, they were pretty good. All right, well, anyway, joining us to talk about this year's inductees and whether the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is is changing a bit, or even the meaning of rock and roll is changing, pleased to welcome to the program uh, here today music historian and writer Alan Cross. Alan, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Oh, glad to be here. By the way, there is a hip-hop Hall of Fame that is that doesn't have a physical presence just yet, but uh, Jay-Z and apparently a bunch of other people are behind it, and it will be established sometime in the next couple of years in New York. Well, there you go. Okay, I didn't know that. So, given that, do you, do you think it makes sense that to put these guys in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I think you have to, because you can't separate rock and roll where it is now and where it's been from where it originated, which was this confluence of the blues, rhythm and blues, what they used to call race records, black music. Uh, you, you can't separate the two. So if you are going to be faithful to the history of rock and roll, and let's face it, the Hall of Fame is all about history, you have to acknowledge the different branches that came from the same Big Bang back in the 1950s. All right, so if we take rock and roll to mean a very specific form of music, guitars and drums, etc., that's one thing that might exclude this. But if we take rock and roll to mean popular music, uh, controversial music, rebellious music, music that that has an impact, that influences acts that, that follow then it certainly makes sense to, to apply it here. Yeah, I think so. Uh, although there was a glaring error this year, as far as I'm concerned. One of the nominees was Kraftwerk, the uh, German band that came to prominence beginning in about 1973. They are, their DNA has been, can be found through any music made with a synthesizer. Uh, that would be technopop, synthpop, industrial music, techno music, uh, a million types of dance music and pop music. And uh, Kraftwerk was also very, very important in the early days of rap and hip-hop. 
for them not to be included in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is, is quite literally criminal. They should be there because of their tremendous influence. So I, I was disappointed to see them uh, being shut out this year. Well, and, and that's where it becomes arbitrary. I mean, we can look at the Hockey Hall of Fame and say, well, yeah, how many Stanley Cups did that guy win? How many points did he collect over the years, et cetera? When it comes to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, and, and who mattered, who belongs in the Hall of Fame, you can't just point to record sales, obviously. So how, how do you make that, that decision? Simple. It's, a, it's an old boys club of about 800 people who are associated with the music business in the United States and what they say goes. It is not... <laughs> Uh, open voting. It is not public voting. It is secret balloting amongst these guys, all of whom have their their own agenda, and they want to see certain things for political reasons, for career reasons, for sales reasons to make into the Hall of Fame uh, over others. That's that's really what it's all about. The, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has always, you know, had a, a certain amount of cynicism attached to it because how can you take something that's supposed to be this rebellious, angry, aggressive, joyful, non-establishment stuff? and put it in an institution. Uh, and every once in a while, you see some Rock and Roll Hall of Fame voting that says, well, really, are, are you serious that this is one of the greatest bands of all time or one of the greatest acts of all time? And right now, I'll point to Journey. Uh, Journey won the fan voting aspect of, of this year's Hall of Fame, but the fan voting is only one vote out of those 800 or so. But Journey was always the target of the critics back in the, you know, as far back as the 1970s. People made fun of Journey. They were this corporate rock band that uh, were, were, were soulless and slick and all the rest of it. But something happened to them in the last 10 or 15 years that rehabilitated their, their reputation entirely and have turned them into Rock and Roll Hall of Fame legends. Uh, and, and again, maybe you know, if critics are supposed to write the history of music, uh, they've rewritten it in this particular case. All right. Well, if we're up to you... Alan, and maybe it should be, but what, what kind of criteria would you use? I don't know. The problem is that this is incredibly subjective. If mm-hmm. I were, you know, I would try, I would try to, to look at um, influence and legacy. Yeah. Now, if you look at a Pearl Jam, I don't think that you're going to find anybody to disagree with the legacy that these guys have left behind over the course of their career, which began in 1991. If you look at uh, Tupac, same thing, uh, one of the most important of, of the rappers of the 1990s. Uh, but when you start getting into you know, Journey and you know, some of the other people that were on the list, um, you, you kind of wonder. Uh, one of the interesting things, for example, is that Sheik with Nile Rodgers on bass, very important funk, R&B, disco band of the 70s and early 80s, uh, they've been up for nomination 11 times with no, uh, without being voted in. And I would have to say that that's, that's a mistake, because if you're looking at the totality of music, which includes black music, disco music, gay music, all that sort of stuff, uh, you have to include Chic because they were tremendously important in bringing the groove into disco back in the late 70s. So for them to be nominated 11 times and not make it, uh, I think that that's, that's a problem. So, again, because it's so subjective, you have to want, you have, everybody has their own criteria as to what can constitute a legacy and, uh, and, uh, and, and influence. Well, yeah, I mean, as, as we say, it seems as though the, the Hall of Fame has got over 
uh, whatever bias might have existed previously against hip-hop, but maybe pretty clearly still uh, a lingering bias against disco then. Apparently so. Uh, and you know what? You can even include uh, you know, craft work in that because, again, a lot of disco music was inspired by that robotic sort of sound that they pioneered. All right. So uh, what about Yes and ELO? Where, where do you come down on those two acts? Well, I have a mixed feelings about Yes. Now, they were one of the preeminent progressive rock bands of the early 1970s. And I'm going to assume, I may not be correct, but I'm going to assume that they made it into the hall based on that early prog rock stuff, not some of the more mainstream stuff that they did in the, in the 1980s. They elevated rock to a new level of virtuosity. And because of what they did, we ended up having bands today like Tool and a lot of the math rock bands that we have today and some of the post-rock bands that we have today. Okay, there's a legacy there's a precedent that they established. Uh, there is some, some, some influence. Got it. The other thing about Yes is that they annoyed so many people with their long songs and incessant noodling and their insistence on high musicianship that a bunch of kids said, screw this, we're going to form a band that's stripped down and plays songs with two chords. And that became the punk rock revolution. So it was a hatred of Yes and bands like them that led to the creation of punk in the 1970s. So whether you want to count that as legacy and influence, I don't know, but it does have a historical uh, historical connection. Uh, Electric Light Orchestra, I have mixed feelings on that one. They were a bit of a guilty pleasure with me, but and, and they were sort of like prog rock light. There's symphonic mm -hmm. rock with uh, you know uh, real string sections as part of what they were doing. Nobody was doing that back, back then, except maybe what the Beatles had tried to do before they broke up. So in a lot of senses, some people will say that spiritually, Jeff Lynne and the Electric Light Orchestra were successors to where the Beatles were headed, had they still stayed together. And Jeff Lynne is, is really well regarded within the industry as a producer and as a singer and as a musician with other bands. So, okay, I guess we can give it to them. Uh, Joan Baez, I was actually surprised that she wasn't already in the Hall of Fame because she was a tremendous influence on the Folkies in the 1960s. Uh, I mean, she was in a relationship with Bob Dylan for a long time. And people like Joni Mitchell and Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young you know, took a lot of cues from, from Joan Baez. So I'm glad to see her there. Are there artists, Alan, that you watch for each year? Is there anyone out there that you say, look, I can't believe this person keeps getting snubbed over and over again? I mean, you made the point about Sheik, but, but are there uh, some, some other notable absences that, that well, stick the, the in big, your craw? The, the big one for the longest time was Rush, and that was finally uh, rectified. Is, I don't think Kiss is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And, really? and that, I, I, somehow, that, that, that I don't think they are. And if you grew up in the late 70s, well, through mid, mid to late 70s, and you were into rock, you were inevitably a KISS fan. And so many of today's great rock bands can relate back to when they were growing up and they were a member of the KISS Army and you know, wanted to sing songs like Rock and Roll All Night and, and so on. Uh, the fact that, that, that they're not there, it's, that's insane. Um, We've already touched on Kraftwerk a couple of times. You can tell that that's a big bugaboo with me. Um, and I'm not sure if Deep Purple is there. I could be wrong about them, but they should certainly be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. 
And I would probably, you know, this is another group that did not make it this time around, but may make it in subsequent years, is Jane's Addiction. Uh, they qualified uh, a number of years ago. And when you think about what they did for L.A. rock and alternative rock in the late 80s and early 90s, I mean, this is the group that established Lollapalooza and really set the groundwork for what would become the alternative nation of the 1990s. Um, you know, they should. I think they should be there. But they, never, they didn't get enough love this year, obviously. So uh, maybe, maybe they have to mellow for a few more years before it think, if things work out for them. All right. Well, uh, people can read more. Uh, the website is a journalofmusicalthings.com. Alan, uh, always appreciate it. Thanks for joining us here. You're, you're very welcome. All right. That's uh, Alan Cross, uh, music writer and historian. His thoughts on the 2017 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees. Again, it's Pearl Jam, Tupac, Joan Baez, Yes, E-L-L, and Journey. 403-974-TALK. Uh, your thoughts on any of those acts in particular or who you think uh, doesn't belong in the hall, should be in the hall. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.